up. Welcome back to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. I'm Christopher Strong, joined by... Tyler. Tyler. Um, there's a lot of Tylers in the world. Could you please specify which Tyler we're talking about here? W. Moore. Tyler, I have a question for you. Um, okay, Chris, shoot. Who is my favorite director of all time? Uh, Roman Polanski. <laughs> that would be so far incorrect. <laughs> There's a there's a part from uh, from uh, Major League. It's called Major League, yeah, Charlie Sheen, where one of the pitchers throws the ball and it's like five feet away from the uh, batter, and the announcer goes, "It's just a bit outside." That's where you were. <laughs> that on that statement there. Um, no, it is Steven Spielberg. Yes. Okay. Anyway, Chris. Um, so, what movies are we talking about today? Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Raiders of the Lost Ark, E.T., The Extraterrestrial, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, and Saving Private Ryan. Yes. Now, there's an omission here that I think we should go ahead and cover real fast. Okay. We are not talking about Jaws. Right. Right. And why are we not talking about Jaws today, sir? Honestly, I, like, in, in my opinion, this might be different from yours, I feel like it's not probably is maybe i don't know i feel like close encounters really is like steven's first movie of his own so i felt like that was sort of uh, drove me to uh, think that the, the close encounter should be the first one that and also was written by spielberg i guess if you want to right right yeah it has it basically like, that that movie has the most of his stamp on it but we'll get to that later it, it was directed well okay let's get to that i guess in a bit Okay, it's going to start off with Close Encounters. Well, so what, 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 what were you going to say about Jaws? Or was it the same reason? That was actually the reason, actually. Okay, <laughs> you got it right. right. <laughs> I, got it. I was like, oh, that's great. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. I think about to say, like, he was just like, oh, it's not very good or whatever. Well, I was going to slap it's you. It's stupid and it sucks and it's dumb. All right, so Close Encounters of the Third Kind is my favorite movie. I'll start it off, go ahead and say that right now. Right. That movie, I can watch it 500 times, and it's just like I watched it for the first time, whatever. It's just, it's still. It's just, it's very magical. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest reasons for that right there is because I think that because there's like the inclusion of music into the film itself, which of course comes from uh, Mr. John Williams, right. who is the absolute best composer of all time. All you Hans Zimmer, Danny Elfman lovers out there, like Tyler Moore right there. Yeah. I love Hans John Williams Zimmer. is the greatest Wah! composer. Sorry, I'm what was that, Chris? A, I couldn't hear you. I'm, I'm imagining a Close Encounters third kind with that, but that blah sound in there, <laughs> like when the ships like fly right. But, but Chris, I I I, I couldn't could hear it. what you were saying about John Williams. Could you could you repeat that? No. All right, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. I hate you. This movie is uh well, this is you're just just trying to derail this right now. All right, so Richard Dreyfus. Let's go talk about Richard Dreyfus for a second. Oh yes. Who plays the main character in this movie. And is basically uh, Spielberg projecting himself on screen. Exactly. Did you know, by the way, that Richard Dreyfuss was not actually Spielberg's uh, first choice was uh, part Um, of uh, Roy uh, Neary? I cannot remember who it was, but I I do remember something about that. Who was it? There's actually a nice little uh, list of people. Steve McQueen was the first choice. Which would be uh, be a fun. That would have, that would have been kind of fun actually. Yeah, that, that makes sense. 
but apparently he felt that he was not right for the role, so that's cool, yeah. you know? Yeah. That that's that actually that shows by the way that you're willing to turn down roles because you understand that this is it's more important to have a proper person right. in the proper role, you know. Um Dustin Hoffman, mm. Al Pacino, and Gene Hackman all turned down the part. Yeah. Now here's here's the scary one right here. Jack <laughs> Jack Nicholson was uh considered as well. Oh my god, that would have been great. You know how creepy that would have turned into? <laughs> no, no, because I'm just imagining like the scenes where he's like, uh, like, kind of going the shining of the third kind, going, I mean, going yeah. crazy. But like, yeah, that would that would have because like you kind of would have been like, oh, it would have been a very different performance actually because you kind of would have like not really liked him at, like yeah like, twice as much. Well, I, I think that's what I'm like I loved I loved uh, Jeff's character. Yeah, because like it represented that that inner child of like. You know, even though he's a grown man, he still has that inner child in him. It's like he's accessing right. after uh, the aliens all kind of mess with him a little bit. And he's kind of like, yeah, but like there's this like this kind of sense because you don't really get what's going on at first, or like I guess like the first time around, I didn't really get what was going on. Like, like what's go like what's going on with this guy? Like, why is he going all crazy? And like obviously it was something to do with the aliens, but like his family doesn't know mm-hmm. this. Like that, I mean, that's what's like sort of going on in the story. Well, Tyler, he kept telling you what was going on. He said, this is important. This means something. Mm-hmm. And apparently that means uh, making a giant mud potato uh, <laughs> mountain. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know, you kind of uh, get this weird vibe from him. Like, or, like you can kind of like you, you're kind of sympathizing with his family a bit because he, like, mm-hmm. they're getting a weird vibe from him. But like as time goes on, like uh, everything kind of comes together a bit more and you end up liking him but like it, i think uh like yeah like jack nicholson in that role would have definitely amplified both of those sides yeah now here's, here's a here's a question for you it's like quandary mm-hmm. do you think that the wife did their proper thing in this instance by taking the kids away yes okay and sorry to add on to the, make it didn't to the question mm-hmm. do you think it was okay for him to have left at, at the end of the movie with the aliens now that maybe maybe not so cool but like i mean who wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> what's well, funny is like uh spielberg wrote that uh before he really had like uh, i guess his family going i suppose right if i remember correctly from his like uh biography or whatever yeah. but he said actually later on spielberg said that he would actually have not have written uh, Jeffers is leaving with the aliens right. at the very end. I, and uh, a lot of that, because like that, that's a sort of thing that was uh, really common in his early movies, with like sort of a, a broken up family or like a distant father, mm-hmm. um, and that, like it was something that kind of had some, a lot to do with uh, his family life. So I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm guessing that was more like a like a subconscious sort of thing going on in his writing. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's it's. It really is. It's it's like you know when your parents both like get divorced on you when you're really young. It's like kind of affects you a lot. So it's yeah, you know. But I also want to talk about by the way. Uh, I'm gonna jump over to the other best actor in this movie. The uh, whose name I'm not gonna even try to pronounce. The French man. Oh who is, yeah. Who is He's... in charge of all the UFO uh, stuff? He's great. In the movie. He was really really good. I was just like watching this guy and just like. This guy is terrific. Yeah. 
and like apparently that was Spielberg's like first choice for the part. Mm-hmm. Like he he was like, okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. It's like what seriously? <laughs> <laughs> he was really likable, and I felt like he was actually kind of on Roy's side right. in the movie. Right, kind of like ah, oh, this guy understands that this is what's going on right here, and he yeah. And it's like he understands though he has to work within the confines of basically the United States government, and yes, you got you kind of feel for the guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially it's just like the movie end, like where he like he is signaling to the aliens with the hand signals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like, but th- this is probably I actually like I've only seen this movie twice. I saw it once in a music class. I like because it was like it's not like um like an orchestra class or whatever. It was just like singing, but like it, like this is back like in sixth grade. So like I have no idea why the fuck they would show Close Encounters of the Third Kind. But obviously my teacher just liked Spielberg movies, so she showed me showed us this and uh, Last Crusade. Oh <laughs> really? Like, why the fuck? <laughs> like, I don't I don't get what value that has in a in a choir class, but <laughs> um, sure. Uh, but I, I saw it then and I really liked it back then and. Uh, after we had started talking and you know you're you're like constantly talking about how much you love spielberg and uh how you want to hold him at night so i i rewatched it when it was on netflix and like i i i love this movie i think it's great and uh i'm going to be watching it many many more times oh yes you will tyler mm-hmm. yes you will. <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to send you a copy of close encounters every uh Christmas, along with a copy of Deep Impact every Christmas, just to cement that. <laughs> Which, by the way, that's a total like inside joke. By the way, <laughs> just yeah, we should uh, do that out should there. We explain that. <laughs> back, to, but back to uh, back to good movies, Mister. Sp- Whoa, okay. I was gonna say back to Spielberg. Let's not, uh, you Deep know, let's not, not trounce. Let's not trounce on the the movie that made Morgan Freeman the uh, president of the United <laughs> States. <laughs> Anyways, anything else for closing counters? Um, not that I can think of. I mean, it's it's just a really good movie, and it has amazing special effects that we didn't really talk about. But yeah, the models. Oh yeah, you know what? Actually, I I do have something to talk about. Okay. Sorry, I didn't interrupt you. Go ahead. There are a couple editions di- of oh right of Close okay. Encounters that, and this is the scary part when you're buying a DVD of this right oh, here because there's one edition, which is the one that shows the ship, mm-hmm. the inside of the ship. Mm-hmm. Which is blasphemy mm-hmm. for the film, and the correct version. Um, oh, this is a like this is a running uh, sort of thing with Spielberg, sort of. Yeah, actually, like has probably two movies, I suppose, that have this kind of issue, yeah. uh, which we'll get into in a second or half an hour or whatever it takes. Um, the other one, the best one, has no inside the ship. Like, there's no like look inside the ship at all. There's just like leaving it to your imagination, which is the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, there's that version, and I actually got really lucky because like, I bought one version of it mm-hmm. and then I, cu- I couldn't figure out if this was the version that didn't have it this was the version to have it and like you know how like, you buy a, m- a movie and you open it up now you can't return it right yeah oh no i was just, i popped it in there and I, I put i went all the way down to the final scene i started just like fast forwarding i was like please 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 and it wasn't and that scene was not there and i cannot tell you how happy i was yes that's great believe me this part the birth of my first child <laughs> will not compare to the happiness that I felt when I realized that this is the correct DVD. <laughs> oh God, yeah, I'm um, 
<laughs> uh, that's that in general some is something i hate i i especially hate it when you like go to a video store and um the only option they have is like the cut that you don't want to watch um because mm. mm-hmm. I, I i noticed they had a po- they had apocalypse now and it was like the extended cut version of it oh yeah and i was like oh oh for for me this movie at least my favorite scene of the whole thing it's actually the beginning of it where like it sets up the whole like there's the airplanes oh, from yeah. uh yeah from oh, uh, world war ii and like then like there's like the boat in the desert and like the people singing the uh yeah yeah the music and it's just like them like discovering like how to deck the hand signals and all that stuff like that it's like this, i love all of that stuff mm-hmm. it's just like this is wonderful yeah what's next raiders there you go yep, yeah yep. raiders lost arc this is probably it's funny actually uh this is actually not the film that i watched when i was a kid like i didn't watch this probably till i was uh mid mid teen mid to late teen i yeah I, I, the first one i ever all watched, the way through i guess the first one i ever watched was um last crusade and when i was like 11 so yeah um but like you know i had i had an idea of what indiana jones was so and like it's not like you have to watch the first one first <laughs> no, but no. um to be fair, actually, I think Tibble of Doom actually falls in the timeline as being first. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Because it's a prequel to it. Uh. Which is kind of... Which I didn't realize, by the way, until like last year. <laughs> I never looked at dates. I was like, oh, Well, you know what? Oh. I, I actually... I, I had I such understand. a hard time um, like differentiating which one was the first movie. Because I, I knew it was Raiders, but he, people kept saying Temple of Doom was. Because it takes place yeah. first. But it didn't come out first so yeah yeah and for me like i, I only watched i mostly just watched Temple of doom it's like every every single birthday party i'd have it was like three films men in black yeah uh <laughs> yeah um Temple of doom and uh crap what the other one, what the other one usually was but uh, no actually surprised enough now <laughs> so the the writer for this movie i'm gonna jump into the writer oh, yeah. real fast lawrence Kasdan. uh yeah Kasdan. Uh, whose name probably does not that sound that familiar to people, just because the fact that it's kind of like he's kind of like the he's kind of like, kind of like, like writes a lot of Spielberg, writes with Spielberg a little bit, then writes with the some Star Wars. Actually, if you if you want if you loved Empire Strikes Back, you can think this guy right here. You can think him like, and not George Lucas. <laughs> not except think George Lucas. I mean, a little bit, you know, a little, yeah. little bit less. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, they brought we'll get him we'll get into, to him in another podcast yeah god keep doing this why <laughs> um but no, he, they brought them in brought him in to help pin uh Raiders of the lost dark after he did such a great job on uh empire strikes back mm-hmm. and um there's excellent results oh yeah absolutely um uh, and, and by the way he, he's directed a couple other movies like uh silverado uh was it the big chill i believe is a uh, right yeah big chill was one of them like something like ask ask your parents about that one uh, <laughs> Sure, I watch that. Yeah, but actually, he's coming back now. To he uh, pinned the Force Awakens. Yeah, the Star Wars Force Awakens yeah. one, the Episode Seven. So that's that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, hopefully that'll be good. Um, back back to old form, I guess. Right. As far as like the uh, story and well, I mean, I mean George quality. Luke, George Lucas wrote the first one, and then I mean he came back to write the prequels, and that turned out really great. Why do you, why do you keep why do you keep doing that, Tyler? <laughs> God damn. Okay. 
So Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones. Here we go back to Indiana Jones. I, was, um, I had a couple more Star Wars jokes to me. No, shut up, shut up. But yeah, I mean, uh, I did. I didn't see this one until way later. I I I really thoroughly enjoy it. I'm gonna jump into a fun fact real fast because I I love this fact. All right. So Harrison Ford, obviously, he plays Indiana Jones and does a spectacular job mm-hmm. at it. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Spielberg wanted Harrison Ford as Indy, but Lucas did not. I because he did because he didn't want Ford to be always like in his movies. Right, because I mean blah. he's an American graffiti and Star Wars. That makes sense. Yeah. And so instead of like you know going with who actually really is the better actor, they decided to try with uh, Tom Selleck. Right. Which I don't know if you if you've ever watched like the special the the special the, the uh, special features. You can watch some of the. Uh, wonders of uh, Selleck's acting on screen as Indiana Jones and realize, man, Lucas has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my god. Like <sighs> These were some of the early red flags. Yeah. Um, I mean, here's the, to be fair though, here's to be fair. Tom Selleck is, was it uh, was just a, is a great TV actor. Well, like Tom Selleck back then was hot shit, so like it totally makes sense oh, yeah. for him to be... Magnum P.I. right there. Yeah. That was... You know, um, back in the day, that would have totally made sense. Yeah, absolutely. But would not have held up. Would not have yeah. held up. Yeah, yeah. Problem is that he's not strong enough. I don't think as an actor to carry a big movie like this right here. Right. You know. And uh, yeah, I mean, like Indiana Jones. Like it's it, it's not like he's a very complex character. He's sort of like the um the 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 picture like every man wants to be. You know. Like he get he gets all the ladies. He's you know goes on adventures. He's well. It's very much like the old like serials yeah, back to the, like, yeah. like from the like fifties and he's the not so. he's the grade A action hero from yeah way back. Yeah, he's not, he's not like a deep deep character, right. but uh, he definitely has oh yeah uh, wonderful personality, which Harrison Ford uh, portrays very well. Final thing, by the way, is that <laughs> did you have to recognize the guy that plays a. Uh, Doc Ock from the Sam Raimi, yeah, uh, Spider Man. Yeah. He is at the he's uh, in the beginning. Yeah, it's like oh hey, it's that guy. <laughs> you should have gotten claws. <laughs> he might have been able to save himself if he had octopus. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I did notice that, and I uh, I was like oh wow, it's him. <laughs> it's like man, he uh. He uh, definitely started off like in an interesting, interesting place. <laughs> yes. Like, all right. Another really awesome actor in this movie is uh, John Ray's Davies. He plays the early. He plays Sala, really large man. Oh right. With like, with like the uh, what's what's that? What crap? What's that? What's the red hat called? It's the uh, uh, Tyler. Please help me with this. Red, is this? red hat. Yeah, the red hat that like he wears. Gosh, knows because like freaking the doctor wore that hat oh, sometimes. Uh, oh, fuck. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. God damn it, Chris. Mm, I know. <laughs> um, a Fez. Fez, thank you. Yes. Yeah, Fez. yeah. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> the struggle was real. Yeah, pretty much. But um, we had to make sure, by the way, to definitely talk about the wonderful... Uh, oh, God, what's her name? Shoot. Uh, Karen Allen, who played uh, Marion Raven- Ravenwood. Yeah. Who had probably one of the best character interactions oh, man. in the she, thing. Like, and then like the starting off, 
just a drinking contest. That, like, and then, like, yeah. when, when they reincorporate it, and you think, oh, yeah, like, she's gonna, she's gonna get him drunk and, uh, like, uh, outwit him. And then it turns out he, <laughs> he, he can't because he drinks the stuff all the time. Yeah. It's like, great. <laughs> a really well written character. Oh, yeah, which, absolutely. Uh, she, uh, she did a great job. Not, not often happens with uh, women characters, especially. Um, especially well, especially in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, they they ran like, oh, it's damsel in distress. Yeah, she's definitely. I mean, uh, yeah. there's, she, there's elements of that, like. There, yeah, there's, there's some elements of it, but it's not like it's not like in your face about. She doesn't it. have it's to like, const- uh, like it's not like she has to constantly be saved and she's like screaming all the time or something. Yeah, well, and that, that's a, that's one thing that they definitely had. I'm gonna you know talk about a little bit of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull for a second. That they brought her back. Which is probably one of the best decisions mm-hmm. that they could have made, because mm-hmm. they, uh, they uh, 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 told her to quit her job at the toll booth and go. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I just want to go ahead and say, by the way, that uh, Tyler's opinions and these matters do not reflect the uh, core beliefs or ideals of Illumination <laughs> Cinema. <laughs> just because the co-founder says it doesn't mean. It's... Yeah. You get one of those like one of those like notices in the beginning of this thing just to like listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> okay. At least we don't have to bleep the word toll booth. Anyways. <laughs> so. But yeah, that was I. I definitely love that they brought her back for it. That was the right decision to make. Mm-hmm. Tyler, I have a question for you though. All right. What is your favorite scene in the whole movie? Oh man, it might. It might be the plane scene. That's a great action sequence. The part where I talk about how this does not reflect the opinions of the elimination. Uh, Either blah, that, blah, blah, blah. or um, the bit with so the, far, with the you're, snakes. You're absolutely still wrong. Okay. I don't give. I don't. Give a fuck. This movie has one of the greatest death scenes in the entire thing, where it involves a bunch of Nazis oh. getting their faces <laughs> melted. Mr. Cliche over here. They, they have a hey, listen, man. Everybody loves the little facts figurines <laughs> melting in front of them. <laughs> was that what that was, right? It was like, it was like I, yeah, one of them was. I think they did three different effects. Oh, okay. Because there's the one guy with like the, his face melts off, and you just see his skull. <laughs> there's the one guy whose head explodes, and it looks yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. All of them do. And and then like the fl- like they all engulf in flames and whatnot. So it's like, oh, this is terrific. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I I love it, mm-hmm. I love it. Um, because everybody everybody loves uh, Nazis getting uh, killed. Now, however, Tyler, mm-hmm. this leaves a little quandary here. Do you think that Indiana Jones at all affected his entire story? <laughs> because here's the thing, Indiana Jones re- like redirected the um was it Indiana Jones who was it? Somebody redirected the uh the excavation site away from the actual ark. So Indy could go down and get the Ark himself and bring it up and right, escape right. with it. Now, the Nazis were going to find it anyway, right? Yeah. If he hadn't... Oh, uh, yes, so yeah. Found it. So it and so, really if I may, can explain, the Nazis took it off. Indiana Jones follows around, does all these fun adventures and stuff like that. And the end of the very end, where the Nazis open up the Ark, they all die. Mm-hmm. Now, what part in that caused... What did Indiana Jones cause for the Nazis to die? Nothing yeah, in there at and uh, what else is there talking about with Raiders other than like snake scene? I love the snake scene. Oh yeah, it's a great scene. Maybe I mean the part where you can see like the glass separating Indiana Jones from the snakes. I actually didn't notice it. You will now. <laughs> probably won't. I probably won't. Uh, 
put that much attention to it. It's it's like it's like the fake baby from American Sniper. You yeah. just you can't unsee it now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I mean this is a great movie, and like I said, it's unfortunate that I didn't watch it like all the way through. I, I should go and credit myself earlier, by the way. I said and I watched it the late my late teens. I didn't watch it all the way through. I only watched like little bits and pieces from it. I only it's like the ending of it. Mm-hmm. I never, I never, I never seen the beginning of it until like God, I was a little older or whatever. I was like, oh, I'll go watch this movie. This movie's amazing. <laughs> I think I'd only, I'd only Whoa. ever seen it on like television up until uh, this year. Um, mm-hmm. uh, for Black Friday, they had it like for three dollars on Blu-ray. So it's like, oh yeah, like I'm not gonna grab that. <laughs> Yeah, was it like used to my my favorite Indiana Jones movie was actually was Last Crusade, mm. and then I finally watched all this right here and I was like, this is the best one. <laughs> Never mind. Mm. Last Crusade's good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love I love that movie. Oh, yeah. Once again, Nazis. You know, can't love Nazis. That by that, that by Nazis. the. Well, that's that's coming up in the. <laughs> in, no, you yeah, should have part two. <laughs> yeah, last night we we made a we made a little blunder here. What we should have put Raiders in the second podcast. Because it would be Nazis, Schindler's List Nazis, Saint Pride Riot Nazis, <laughs> just a Nazi podcast. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll move on to uh, the next movie, which is E.T. the Extraterrestrial. And it took me all the way till I was probably uh, thirteen or fourteen oh, to realize what uh, E.T. stood for. Did you think it was extra testicle? <laughs> wow. Okay. No, actually, it's weird. So the first time I ever like really like watched ET was like after I'd uh, gone to Universal Studios. I was say in Florida. Mm. Like I heard, I got heard about the movie kind of in a way. So I was like, ah, whatever. So I watched it, and um, the advertisement for it at Universal Studios was talking about the like some special editions coming out. Uh huh. And so I thought that was like I thought ET was like ET the extra like you know features or whatever oh, you know no. something weird. Like, I didn't know what the T stood for. So that's kind of weird. Whatever. Blah blah. And it took me way too long to realize. Oh, extraterrestrial. Mm. I was a I was born a smart child. Uh-huh. You want to know my introduction <laughs> to this movie? Go ahead. Uh, when they re released it in theaters, um, I like I, I mean I I had heard of it before, but. I was like probably eight years old. That was like around two thousand two. So yeah, it was yeah actually because I was eleven at the time. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was it. Maybe that wasn't the first. Time. Yeah, it probably was the first. I went to Universal Studios. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, they uh like that, the movie was re released and I I knew what e, uh E T stood for. Oh no. Oh no. Here's here's the question for you then. Did you have the walkie talkies yeah, or the guns? They, uh, they had the walkie-talkies in the, in the theater. Oh, no. But luckily, I got to see it in the cinema, and it was, like you know, I wasn't thinking about the the dumb adjustments to the movie. Um, mm. But then I got like because they re-released it, they did a DVD release of the movie, mm-hmm. um, and it includes the 2002 special edition and the original. <laughs> so, did you take the 2002 and toss it in the trash can? Uh, no, because I actually. Uh, I actually like the uh, the way the box is set up because the disc is the moon, and uh, uh, on the cover, like it has like this sort of like hole in the cover, so you can see the uh, the moon. I think what I think of ET. I think it's I think ET is the only good Drew Barrymore picture. <laughs> <laughs> Even then. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, she was great as a five year old. Yeah. And then she was just. Then she decided to grow up and like, what? Like she, you know, true crazy dude. Mm-hmm. Like she like just was like, uh, this is basically help a lot of child actors go to kind of go like on the crazy side. And then mm-hmm. at least at least for her though, she seemed to like kind of bring stuff like around. People actually kind of like her, so like, oh whatever, yeah. it's cool, I guess. But she decided to go and be in a bunch of Adam Sandler movies. That's that's when you know you're in the toilet, I guess. <laughs> it's like, boy, you suck. Want to be in my movie? <laughs> that's, that's... Adam Sandler was great in ET. I remember, even though I was 11 years old and I when I watched this first first time, um, I guess I, I guess when I was 11, I, guess I also watched the, the walkie-talkie version. Oh, probably yeah. Weird. Okay, yeah. Anyways, um, I was actually a little frightened in one in one of the scenes because like when ET gets like the gets like dying oh, or whatever, yeah, and he turns all white. And... It's really it was like really upsetting to mm-hmm. me, and like the way my, my parents described it to me was like, oh, he has mumps or whatever, and I was like, what the heck's mumps? Oh, that is. And they, I was like, they got, they got like, <laughs> and you can get it, Chris. <laughs> no, that's that totally it actually. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to watch ET anymore. It's too scary. So I, I was probably like fifteen when I finally like. Like sat down like that, she goes able to enjoy the movie without being like all upset about ET <laughs> e. dying. It's like for me, ET ended like somehow in my mind like I, even though I had watched it all the way through when I was a kid, in my mind for some reason ET actually died. <laughs> and so when I watched it, I was like you know fifteen or whatever. I was like, oh, it's gonna be really upsetting at the very end. It's gonna suck. Oh, blah, blah, blah. and also it's like, oh, oh, the bicycle scene. Yeah, it's yeah like, that I guess <laughs> that happens afterwards. I know. It, it's like somehow in my mind like I. I put that earlier in the film, and it's like, I don't know, it's really weird. Yeah, there's like, that um, that was that was one thing when I was rewatching it recently. Um, I hadn't seen it in like uh, years, and uh, um, I I I thought like I thought the movie like man, this movie's gonna be over soon, right? But like the the bicycle thing hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, and it goes tonight <laughs> really fast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They uh, they live in a certain part of the world that just kind of happens. Yeah. Yeah. Worry about it. <laughs> the sky just kind of flips over and turns into night. Yeah. So I played the uh, uh, the sun song from Legend of Zelda, and that's just yeah. all sun flipped. <laughs> yeah. Darn you, Link. Um. So okay, I'll ask you this. I'll ask you this one. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Uh, favorite fucking. <laughs> What's your, <laughs> please, what's your favorite E.T. Please. movie? Uh, <laughs> please edit that God, out. Uh, probably God E.T., sake. I think. Okay. Mac and me. Shut up. All right, so Tyler, what is your favorite part from E.T.? Um, I, I actually think it might be... I, we're going to have different scenes. You're going to go with the cliche one, probably. Um, like, when, when he initially gets E.T. in the house... And like he's just showing him around, and it's like this is like totally how a kid, like with like a with an alien like this, this is like totally harmless. This is totally how a kid would react to having an alien inside their house. I actually agree with you, but I'm gonna get a little more specific here. Actually, mm-hmm. specifically, the part why I loved was when ET is hiding like amongst all the stuffed animals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the mother walks in, and like just kind of just, you know doesn't see him. Yeah. The- those first couple days when he's in the house are so great. That and the um, the scene where uh, uh, probably my second favorite one is like where he he like initially just kind of he thinks there's something out there and then like the, he keeps like throwing the ball back. All that stuff. Oh yeah, great. yeah. 
and then he calls his brother penis breath. Do you know why he was saying that, by the way? Um, no, Chris. Why did he say that? Because he didn't. Because the kid didn't want to say uh, Spielberg's other favorite word, which is shit. Oh. He didn't want to call him shit. Mm. Apparently, and so he was like, "Uh, what's come?" And the kid was like, "If I call him penis breath, it's like perfect. <laughs> Great, let's do that." <laughs> Seriously though, if you watch any Spielberg movie, I think his favorite really, I think I think his favorite word really is shit. Yeah. He uses that word every single freaking time. It's, it's, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you know what's kind of sad though, is that Harrison Ford is also in this movie. Oh yeah, he was the yeah he was the principal. Oh, that's right. And it was cut. In the movie. <laughs> that's right. I I remember hearing about that in the uh, the biography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, ah, oh, I would love to have Harrison Ford my Pete as my uh, principal or whatever. It's like, oh, great. He got demoted after uh, Indiana Jones. No, this, this takes place after Kingdom of Crystal Skull, where he's like the, whatever, what is, is he like uh, some, like, he could be the principal or whatever it was, some, like, head of the uh, university. Or yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, the department or something. It was yeah, department yeah, head, no, I guess. it wasn't the head of the, of the university, it was just some department. Yeah, it's head department, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say that that's like that was a good ending for that. Uh, yeah, for that part I guess. So, anyways, we'll get that later on. I suppose mm-hmm. we'll have to now. Keep bitching it. <laughs> we have to do it now. I love Kingdom on the Crystal Skull. Yeah, I love the. Um, never mind. I'm not gonna get into this <laughs> movie. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Star Wars. I hate you the so, most. So, do you think that's enough for ET? We talked about kind of skipped over the bicycle scene a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's probably one of the other favorite scenes of mine. I, Most iconic scene, to, like that's yeah. why, like, um, Amblin, the uh, studio that mm-hmm. uh, Spielberg founded, or one of the Sp- one of the studios, sorry, um, Amblin has like the moon and the bicycle and all that stuff on there because mm-hmm. this part for the movie. Yeah, it's actually it's actually a really uh, really cool uh, logo. I like I like his logo. Right, so. right. So like, that's probably it right there for I guess. Uh, part one of yeah. this podcast so so come come back and uh listen to us talk about more movies in part two yeah For listening to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. Be sure to leave your correspondence and subscribe for more. For updates on this show and our other projects, check out illuminationcinema.com.